Welcome to a special edition of the Best Friends Fancast. It's thank you for being a fan. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. I am so excited to talk with our guest today. It's all about you. It's Whitney Chandler. Welcome, Whitney. Thank you. Here I am. Yay! Everyone might know you as Whitney C because you are like the, the top question asker on Patreon or pretty much anywhere that Allison asks for questions. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have email alerts set on Patreon. So when she posts those call for questions, I'm normally checking my email like crazy. So I just throw one out there. You always have the best questions. And every time if she doesn't say your name first, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did Whitney not send one in this time? <laughs> did, she, <laughs> did she not get in there? But then she usually does read yours. But uh, you have the best questions because I get the alerts too. I go on there. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I literally have nothing. So you have a uh, vast uh, knowledge. Uh, a, let's see, a bigger brain than me, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You are definitely better at getting the carb than I am. I've never gotten a carb ever. So I just oh. at a certain point. I was like, she doesn't like my carbs. <laughs> done. So what we've learned from this so far is that you have the brains and I have the girth. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm good at carbs. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't know how I keep getting lucky with that because before I was like, why isn't she picking? I had the same thing where I'm like, how is everybody else like Kelly? Get you know, she had like four or whatever. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I I do wonder how how her brain works and how that is picked. But I like to get to. Uh, get to know you a little bit more Whitney like we've talked a bunch and I can't believe we haven't had you on here as on a one-on-one and by the way I think this is the first time we're tag teaming thank you for being a fan am I correct there Roth if we're not counting the super secret show we did yesterday then yes (laughs) okay yeah because that I I had to come up with a new name for that because I'm like that has to be its own category so yes okay so first tag team so it's not one-on-one but I'm glad to have you on, Whitney, and I wanted to, t- let's talk about you. Just tell me about your life, what, you know, everything, everything you want to spill. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I wrote a quiz for this episode, but it was all about Allison stuff. I didn't prepare anything about my personal life. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I was born in Gainesville, Georgia in 1987. And uh, I still live in Georgia today, although I did move to Tennessee for a while for graduate school. But anyway, um, I'm five years older than my brother, Jacob. And you guys know Jacob because we've done an episode together. Um, I don't know the episode number, but I remember that uh, it was with Rafi. Lisa, you weren't on that time for whatever scheduling reason. And um, it was called Gold Star Siblings. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's see. What do I want to get into? I got a degree in English. My bachelor's degree is in English. Um, Went to school in Atlanta for that. I went to Georgia State University, which was shouted out by Drake in a song that Rafi knows for sure. And uh, I went to get my master's in education after that. And that's when I moved to Tennessee. I went to Vanderbilt and then uh, I started teaching. I moved back to Georgia, got married, taught for a long time, got divorced, continued to teach. (laughs) And here I am. Here I am with you guys. So um, that's my story in a nutshell, but that's a pretty boring nutshell. So I hope you have (laughs) some 
some really good questions for parents <laughs> to ask me because I'm better at coming up with questions than I am with answers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is the the teacher in you, right? <laughs> um, so you, I know that you like rap music. What is your go-to? Do you have like a go-to playlist or what are you listening to now? Like what, what's your faves? Good question. Okay, so I listen to Apple Music all the time. This morning, I listened to a playlist that I made called Run Bitch. <laughs> because oh my God, I love that. This bitch was running this morning. So um, I did a marathon in the past, and I am pulling up my playlist right now. I had to have many hours worth of music to get myself through that marathon because I'm not the world's fastest runner. Uh, but I do like endurance running, so I needed a lot of songs to go on that playlist. So I can't just sit here and name off the songs, but there's a lot. I have Juvenile, Lil Wayne, Drake, Travis Scott, City Girls, <laughs> The Carters, Jay-Z, Waka Flocka Flame, <laughs> um, Megan The Stallion, she's a favorite recently. Um, Tierra Whack is one of my favorites for real. Schoolboy School Q, <clears throat> uh, Kendrick Lamar, he's incorporated into one of my tattoos. Um, there's there's Britney Spears on there. Heck yeah, I actually didn't realize that she was on there. I have Eric Clapton, it's not all rap though. Um, but rap really just peps me up and I like the the tempo goes well for when you're running and I find that my mood is really affected by the music that I'm listening to. So I have my Google speakers play music for me all the time just when I start to feel like sleepy or um, like depressed or I start to feel like uh, I just don't want to do that task. I'll tell the Google speaker to play whatever song. And it uh, it just changes my mood. So yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that's really affected by the music that I listen to. What about you guys, Mill Rafe? Well, when you were reading that, I was gonna say stop stealing Lisa's playlist. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have to ask how Kendrick was incorporated into your tattoo. Well, well, well. So one of my students. It's it's kind of a long story. One of my students wrote a play um, where he used a Kendrick Lamar album and kind of like followed the track of the music and so forth. And so it's in there. I have a tattoo for Othello as well. And what's that song by... It's not Kendrick Lamar. It's uh, Childish Gambino. So he says, yeah, you got some, some silverware, but really, are you eating though? Um, I have a strawberry on a fork and a knife on my left arm for that. And so my student was always really impressed by that tattoo. And he decided to make this. He, he was interested in the intersection between music and art. And so he decided to make his play based on the album by um, Kendrick Lamar. So I downloaded a bunch of music from Kendrick Lamar onto my playlist because of that reason. So we talk about music all the time. That his name is Darius. I'm actually telling him to listen to this episode. So shout out to Darius. Okay. Well, before we get into what is on our playlist, I have you ever heard of the podcast Dissect? Uh, I think you mentioned it in the past. I listened to a couple of episodes actually. 
I'm pretty sure it was you that referred me to that. Probably. Um, to they, that. He's done yeah. two seasons on Kendrick. He's currently doing a season on Lemonade, so check that out. Oh. Well, Jake, love it. Beyonce's his favorite. Oh, he's probably listening already. Um, I looked it up. Episode 60 is the episode with you and your brother. If people want to check that out, it's on the SoundCloud page. Um, I haven't actually listened to much music. Everyone's saying that streaming numbers are down, and I guess I'm part of the problem. But the things I am listening to is Chelsea Peretti's EP. That is fantastic. The Watkins Family Hour. Sarah Watkins and her brother Sean put out an album. That is getting played. What else? And then pretty much just Griselda. Like, I'm an old man, apparently. I just want to hear New York rappers talk like it's the 90s. Uh, (laughs) Lisa, what do you listen to? Well, I, much like you, I haven't been listening to as much music, and I think that it would definitely help. Um, I think Part of the problem is because I'm here with the kids a lot, so I'm not just throwing what I want on. But then in the afternoon, that does change because my husband and I play cards every afternoon now. So we'll just, we always ask our Alexa to play the Buck Owens radio from Pandora so that we get like a little, a little variety. So we get like Waylon and Buck and Dwight Yoakam and the Mavericks. And sometimes my husband's been listening to like the Sadies and stuff too. So like that will be on. It's not my favorite, but yeah, that. And like also the other thing is uh, Mama's and Papa's radio. I'll listen to that too. Cause I like folk music and uh, singer songwriter shit. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. Jen told me to listen to some seventies music I think she posted maybe an Instagram story a couple of weeks ago. And so I made a 70s music playlist uh, recently. There's only like six songs on there. So I need some 70s music suggestions. But maybe I'll make a playlist inspired by Lisa as well. <laughs> Talk about being old. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll come up with some, some 70s and throw it your way. Because I don't just huh? like folk, but like, you know, there's... Late 60s and early 70s music is pretty much my favorite in almost any genre, I think. Rafi, are you laughing or are you on mute? <laughs> I was on mute. I think that was okay, Whitney. <laughs> I don't think she was laughing at you, though. I, right. I made a 90s West Coast hip-hop playlist for Whitney. Ooh, so, Lisa, cool. do your 70s girl who was molested by her dad playlist. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was a Moms and Papas reference, not... <laughs> I'm not saying... Lisa commits crimes or was assaulted. Oh my God. Okay. Well, on that note, on actually, the playlist of uh, music the kids are listening to these days, I never got around to making it. I need to make it for you. I'll send it. Oh, no, it's fine. I probably would not make it through because, as much as <laughs> I trust your taste in music, it's just a lot of music from right now. Like, I listen to it and I'm like, this is utter garbage (laughs) i mean it sometimes is you're you're not wrong about that but i think you you asked when it it was like juice world died right and you were like um (laughs) and i don't really have an answer to that question either but um the kids the kids were affected by that so uh i will I'm, i'm still gonna rustle together a playlist we'll see if i can get some good songs on there We'll put you to the test. So the main reason why we're here, besides getting to know you, because I think we all we all love to get to know all the Allison people, and it's nice to hear a familiar voice. You've been on so many times that we haven't really gotten into your Allison Rosen 
origin story, but I, I think it's so cool that you put together a quiz. So if you'd like to do that, do you want to do that first? You want to talk about how you became an Allison fan or like, how do you want to do this? Let's do the quiz first because I don't okay. want to give away any answers accidentally. I love this. This is so much fun. We might just steal it. <laughs> okay. So do you want to, do you want to start us off? Yeah. So I have just like Allison does on air, you know, we have to discuss this on air, how the quiz is going to work. Uh, <laughs> it makes for compelling listening. Um, I have five questions and the answers are A, B, C, and D. Do you guys want to, I'll ask the question and then you say what your answer was and then I say what the real answer was? The yeah, way let's they... do it that way. That, otherwise we we'll, might forget by the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Right. Okay. I have, I have my pen and paper, so I'm, uh, I do too. I'm ready. Wow. Okay. See, this people is... want to see how the sausage is made. I, I know this. <laughs> This is throwing me back to real school. You guys have you guys are pupils. I'm giving you questions. Okay. What is my best A Rose related claim to fame? A. I sent her the link to the sparkly sequin jacket that she ended up buying and wearing on stage. B. My questions for her guests often inspire conversation on how good or fake the questions are. C. I went to her book reading and signing for Tropical Attire Encouraged and sat next to her parents. D, I adopted a dog that she featured on her show. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I'm torn between a couple, but I, I wrote my first instinct down. Do you want to say what your answer was? Sure. I put B. Only because I know how good you are with the questions. And, I mean, you are famous for it. So, that's what I'm going with. I don't know if all four are true. If they are, I would probably change my answer, but I went with my gut and I went with A. I, I so wish I'd sent her the link to that jacket because I want the jacket myself. Uh, I think Shira bought the jacket right after she Allison. Did. Yeah. We um, almost did. Ruffy and I almost got one, but I was like, how, how much money do we put into the, like this joke? But it's actually a cool coat. So really, I, I would wear it to teach and all the time. Um, the correct answer was B, Lisa. Congratulations. I wanted it to be A, but I'm like, I'm going with my gut. It's B. <laughs> I want it to be any A. I want it to be A, C, or D, but the real answer is B. <laughs> you know, my imagination is better than reality. Um, but I, I mean, my questions, uh, I forget which guest it was. She yes. was like, that question is definitely from a book. And the questions are not from a book. They're just from whatever I'm doing at that moment. It usually inspires a question. So. Which I think is even more impressive. At first, I was like, who fucking cares if it's from a book? I don't give a shit. They're good questions, and it's good conversation starters. And I can't come up with something. But also, I'm like, wh where is this book that has this variety of great questions? So I did want to talk to you about it because I know it's been a topic that we've talked about and that she's talked about. And it's like, no. I, th I remember asking him, like, so so what's the deal? <laughs> no, you're just that smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of practice creating questions that inspire thought in my job. I teach 11th grade English, and those bastards are pretty smart themselves, so <laughs> I've got to outsmart them. <laughs> and those bastards will be listening to this episode, correct? <laughs> they might. No, absolutely not. Especially... <laughs> Corona. Um, so our school district put a policy in place that they can just choose to accept their grade as of March 13th, which is the last day that we were in school physically. 
So most of my students are like, well, yeah, I'm just going to take whatever I had then and not do any more work, obviously. So if I were like, hey, check out this podcast I was on, they would be like, uh, who are you? <laughs> Why would I want to do that? So how do you feel about the whole grading thing? I mean, about that situation? I mean, I see where they're coming from. A lot of students don't have um, internet because mm. of whatever situation. We're not a rural school, although some schools in Georgia, um, the the community around doesn't really have internet because of how far flung the city or town is. Uh, that's not our situation because I'm pretty close to Atlanta, but um, some of my students, just their parents aren't able to provide that for them, or they might not have a device that will reliably allow them to do the schoolwork the way that we need it to be turned in. It's hard to write a paper on your phone, you know? And then a lot of my students, they might even have a device. They might have a laptop that they can use, but they have to share it with their siblings who are also logging on to Zoom calls and doing work for all the, their other classes as well. So I can understand why the district is like, listen, this is a crazy time. We're just going to come up with a grading policy that will get us through two months. Um, but it kind of sucks because I obviously on March 13th, I didn't know that that was going to be the last day that I have my students there. So a lot of the bonding stuff that we do the last two months of school is just gone and the the special times aren't going to happen but you know I'll see them next year because they're in 11th grade now so I'll see them when they're seniors that'll be an interesting transition but yeah I'm looking forward to that so what is your sorry that sounded very dismissive but I really was interested in, in your opinion so what's your next uh, question so far I'm winning <laughs> we're one question in Lisa I... Calm down. tone it down just well, you know, I usually fail at these, so this is the only time I have a little glory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Of Allison's current regular guests, which one is my favorite? A. I Jack already know the answer. You don't a. even have to go oh. on. <laughs> Write down your answer now before she even says any of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call on you first. Um, a. Jackie Johnson. B. Kevin T. Porter. C, Dave Huntsberger. D, Tony Thaxton. Tony? Okay, I got my answer. <laughs> hey, that sounds really good, Lisa. Thanks. <laughs> um, so initially, initially I was going to say Kevin, but then when I heard you say Jackie, I was like, oh, it's Jackie. That's what I put. You are correct. Jackie is my favorite. Um, I might have a small crush on Kevin T. Porter, but Jackie, she's got to be my all-around favorite. <laughs> Um, but I think it was it last Thursday, no, two Thursdays ago, she had Kevin and Jackie on at the same time. And I was like, this is incredible. They are great. I do. I, I know there was one episode where I heard Jackie and I was like, I, she kind of took over for me and it was too much, but I do love Kevin Porter on anything that he does. And this last episode with Jackie was awesome. She's just, she's, she toned it down a little bit, but she's still all Jackie, which is like, it's, she's over the top. And I do. I think it would be fun to just hang out with her. And I don't know if she drinks, but I'd like to have a drink with her. <laughs> yeah, she does recently. She was sober for a while and then she did an episode of Drunk History. And so obviously she had to get drunk for that. And afterwards she was kind of like, well, you know, that was fun. <laughs> Maybe I'll yes. do it more. <laughs> this is 
what I've been missing out on. I meant to bring up that drunk history when we recorded yes or whatever we did this week, and we just didn't get around to the time. But you, you did mention it briefly. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Guess you uh, forgot. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. So I brought it up on the last episode that has not aired yet, and I uh, it makes me because I love that show. So I'm like, I need to go back and see what see that episode that she's on because I've never really seen her do any like video or anything except for the little stuff that Allison has put out on Patreon but she seems like she'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, I think I think she is. Um I'm she just announced today that she started a Patreon so I'm like damn now I have to give more money to Patreon <laughs> but I'm I'm fully ensconced in Jackie Johnson's world and uh I mean to the extent that when you were like she's just so much I could hear her voice in the back of my head be like you know, honey, I'm a I'm a triple Scorpio, so we got we got the energy. We bring the vibes. Like I can just hear. <laughs> I I like that she's not. I, I like she's just her and unapologetically her, and I like that about her. Uh, I would love to sit and talk about like just products and just have her look at me and be like, "You need this. You need that," and not in a bad way, but like I would like to know. Like that sounds fun to me. <laughs> she's a magician. She really is. Okay, question. Oh, Rafi, were you going to say something? No. Um, sorry. Oh, I, I have a first. lot of things to say, but I'm saving them. Oh, are you? <laughs> Do you guys uh, have a least favorite guest? A least I... favorite? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, probably? Yeah. But he's never been on Thursday, I don't think. Hmm. Of the I... Thursday people, then, do you have somebody who you're like, eh, eh? I don't think there's anybody that comes up that I'm like, uh, I know how the show's going to go when I see it's all male or if it's like a mixture or if Jackie's on, like, I know how the show is going to be. Or with, if David Huntsberger's on, I know I'm going to love it. But then I know that if uh, Molly, (laughs) Wendy is on, then it might end up being a little bit much or whatever. But like, I already, I don't know. I go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be fun. They always make it fun. I don't know. There's not anyone that stands out that I'm like, uh, yeah, as far as thursday person of like the actual group that is like always on there's not really anyone who i'm like ah fuck this guy again there are some people (laughs) who have been on like once or twice on a thursday that i could do without but uh that's you know that's for another time wait do you You have one whitney i don't really love joe kozala too much actually now that now that you said Ah. but he was good the last time that Sean guy him. was not good. Whoever that Sean guy was that you're talking about that came on like once. Oh, that's, like, Who's not, this what? that's not who I was talking about at all. Well, not that, not that you were necessarily talking about that guy per se. I mean, I was like, talking about some... Dan fucking Telfer, <laughs> but that's yeah, for boy. personal reasons okay. that we're not getting into. All right, then. Whitney? <laughs> oh, um, I'm not a big fan of um, Ben Glebe, mm-hmm. but more than, more than Ben, even, there was a guy who came on... A, this is probably two or three years ago. Um, he was the game show guy. Do you remember? He had, he was like heavily tattooed and he hosted a couple. John Henson? Yeah, John Henson. Not oh. a fan. Whoa. Hopefully he's not listening to this. Rafi really burned him when he listened to one of our episodes. That was Megan, not me. <laughs> it was you. I just, no, Megan said oh, it and then true. I like agreed. Right. And what I said was that, I just said that his life versus how he looks like or incongruous to me or something like that and he thought yeah. that was funny and i went to his comedy show and he's really funny and nice but uh just on the show he comes off very arrogant kind of 
But he's kind of grown on me, actually. I don't mind him as much, but I, I, I for sure was that way in the beginning. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> Probably is a really great person. And I don't have anything against him personally, but I think it's the showmanship and the game show voice that I didn't square with like the friendly, casual, like chit chat nature of the show. It just didn't work for me. But yeah. that's that. Okay, you ready? That's to that on that. <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, what's my favorite drop? Mm. Oh. A. She's my snuggleberries. B. The house is full of pots now. <laughs> C. One time, my dad ate my sister's biscuit on her period. And D, Wendy barking the way it sounded when Daniel was high on the brownie. <laughs> Those are all good, really good ones. Lisa, so, would you like he, to go first? <laughs> okay. So hearing these back, one, first of all, makes me just miss Colonel Jeff being on the show. And just the Greg Heller and Jenna and Al, that whole like time. like It makes me miss that the way the show was and waiting to hear those drops. Um, I think it's C period biscuit period biscuit hour. That is my favorite drop. So I was tempted to pick that, but I went with B because the way she acted it out made <laughs> me think that it's her favorite. That was really good. <laughs> I mean, all of them are great drops, but, but the real answer is D <sighs> when King. I, I thought it was so funny that that episode is probably my favorite a-r-i-y-n-b-f episode period the whole story of how daniel ate the brownie accidentally and didn't realize that it was full of pot and then they went to the restaurant and the menu he was just like this is too much for me to handle right now it's just so funny to me and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna ingest the devil's lettuce, then the way that I prefer to do that is the edible as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's the story behind D. But all of the drops are great. Oh, my God, Lisa. Yeah. I just fucking realized I got laid off. I should be doing edibles again. Um, hello. <laughs> okay, for your birthday, what do you want? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Man. Hmm. That's a good re- uh, reality check there. <laughs> <laughs> Epiphanies with Whitney. <laughs> um, that is my that is my favorite episode. Uh, whenever Allison like would tweet like, "Oh, what's like a good episode to get people into the show or whatever?" That was my go to because that shit was so funny. And I can't believe I was there. Like that's I so know. weird. I don't know. And that was at Bumbershoot, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad I didn't go to that. I totally could have, and I didn't, and that fucking sucks. And you um, claim that... to love the Pacific Northwest, but... I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't claim to love traveling by myself, and I was a wiener back then. Now I'm like, why did I not go? That's dumb. Yeah, I never can think of favorite episodes, but then when you guys talk about them, I'm like, oh, yes, I need to go back and re-listen to some of these old episodes. Well, when Allison, maybe that was around the time she got a Patreon. I can't remember. But she also posted the pictures that Daniel took of Wendy, who was artfully (laughs) framed by the flowers. (laughs) And even those just made me laugh my ass off. That could be a poster print that she sells. I'm telling you, that would be great merchandise. (laughs) I would buy it. Definitely, I would. Lisa, you have lately been coming up with the best merch ideas fucking tweet that at her because okay. she I mean I don't have any money to give her right now but she needs to be taking more of our money yeah she could easily I mean why not <laughs> go for it all right 
are we on the third or fourth? Sorry, fourth. Fourth one. Yeah. There's there's this question and one more. Okay. Cool. Okay. When did I start listening to Ariynbf? A. When she split from Corolla because I always hated him. <laughs> B. When she was a guest on your mom's house because I was a Tom Segura fan. C. When my brother Jacob recommended her to me. Or D. Trick question. I was an early listener back from the Ustream days. Ooh. Damn. So I, I feel like I should have an advantage because I had you and your brother on, and I'm sure I asked you a bit uh, about your history with her. And I feel like a couple answers are sounding familiar, but I went with C. Lisa? Mm. I went with D. Trick question. Ooh. Okay, the correct answer is C. Ooh. My brother Jacob recommended her to me. That is so cool. I didn't know that. And I didn't listen to that episode. I think that would have, but it's been a while. Um, Wow. That is so cool. Is he still a listener? What's his, what's his deal? He does listen. I'm pretty sure. Um, He, he's definitely a commute listener. He has like a 45 minute commute to work. So he's a heavy, avid podcast listener. I think that's actually in his Twitter bio. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But these days with Corona, I'm not sure if he's listening to quite the degree that he always did. But I think he always listens to Allison. I don't think it's one of the ones that he skips. Or, That's so you know, cool. we all have those that we listen to sometimes and sometimes we just delete, right? Yeah, I just, I, didn't, I never delete them, but I just always have them there just getting like, just stacking up. And then, one, you know, sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'm going to binge listen to this one and that one and catch up. Right. Everyone who's listening to this is like, yeah, the best friends fan cast. (laughs) (laughs) Except for this episode. And shout out to you, Jacob, because come on and do your own episode, too, because that's pretty cool. Yeah, I should tell him to. I can't remember like how he reeled me in. I remember it was on a text, but we text all the time. And I think at that point I had started listening to the serial podcast Mm. But I was I was way late on that one, too. I didn't listen when it was really popular, when they were actively putting out the content. I listened to season one, like, years after they released it. And so I think I was talking to him about Serial, and he was like, well, now that you know how to use podcasts, why don't you listen to <laughs> I still really like it, and I did. And, it, yeah. So the, I think the one of the first episodes that I listened to was the episode where Greg came on for his first shot mm. when he was supposed to just be observing for yes. their um, pilot that they were going to pitch. And then he ended up interacting and being really good. So I think I came on around the time that Greg came on. I might be misremembering by a couple weeks or months, but that's around the time I think I started. It's a good place to start. It's so funny that the story of him being on that show, just, just being in the corner. And I remember how much hate he was getting to when people were like, hashtag no more Greg or hashtag less Greg or something like, oh, man, I honestly can't remember before Greg came on. And so then it was Allison, Daniel, Jenna, Al and Greg before we had the five of them as the core Thursday gang. Who was on before that? That was I mean, I guess we could say it was nobody, but um, it was the Bobo Boys. So that was like the original Thursday gang was all the Corolla guys that weren't allowed to be on her show anymore. Yeah, yeah I don't know about the Bobo Boys. Nothing. <laughs> and then um, Dustin Goot was mm. on for a time. And another 
guy who is a friend of Allison's who I can't remember was on for a bit. I just remember those times because it was when it was like really fresh in her mind because like when they split it was like amicable kind of at least we thought and then like some time passed and then Corolla kind of started trashing her and then so on her show she felt like she had to answer to what was going on and Dustin Goot was always like trying to reel her in like you know let it go be the bigger person take the high road and then she inevitably (laughs) would say things and then you know kind of regret it but yeah, it was it was a strange time. I should go back and listen because it was the transition was weird. And I know she brought like Jenna was already part of the show. So she kind of brought Al on because, well, we need other people and he's there. And Daniel came on to kind of like fill in. And I think it just became something that they didn't expect. And it was magic. Yeah, it was- I- it's funny how Daniel, previous to all of this, like when they first started dating, was like, I'll never be part of your show. I'll never do any of this. And now look, it's like. How many weeks in a row have we had a Monday of Daniel and Allison only? <laughs> and he wants more Twitter followers. He's yes. like, you know, hashtag <laughs> stop canceling Dan. I don't remember. What's his hashtag? Unmute Quans, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, he's great. All right. Okay, Lisa, so we are all tied up. Oh, is it two to two? And this is the last question, right? Oh, it is. I, I guess I can come up with a tiebreaker if needed, but I don't have it planned already, so we'll see. Okay, what would be my A-R-I-Y-N-B-F tagline? Like, what? Which of these? which of these do you associate with me? A, I'm private on Twitter because I don't want my students to find me, but you guys can send me a friend request and I'll accept it. <laughs> B, hey, Lisa, use this ridiculous rap song as the show intro. <laughs> C... I played that episode on one and a half speed, so maybe I just didn't catch that part. Or D, I'm coming to the next group recording. I swear, the next one. <laughs> Is this the Real Housewives of the ARIYMBF? <laughs> that should be a thing. Let's I love that- it. I love that. And I love every single one of your taglines, too. And the, the rap song one really made me laugh. <laughs> I, poof. Rafi, you want to go first? or? Oh, man. I am really torn three ways here. The, I know A is very true, but then again, B, I'm sure, is also very true. Oh, Christ. So I'm going to pick D. Damn it. I literally was writing D as you said that, but then we <laughs> wouldn't be able to tie. We, there would be no tiebreaker. Wait, okay. I'll change my answer. A, B, or C. Hmm. 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 I'll go A. The correct answer is D. (laughs) (laughs) There have been like three years that I've been saying, I'm going to come next time. I'll be there. (laughs) And then something ends up happening. Like this time, my whole life fell apart and I bought a house and had to put a roof on it immediately out of pocket and whatever. But there's always something that happens and then I feel awful. And you guys always have the best time. And the pictures look like so much fun. And I swear to God, I am going to come to the next one. You would be such a great addition to it. I mean, this last, I feel like it does get better every single year. But I mean, so obviously, if you were there, just be that extra bit of greatness. We would have so much fun. You're a great hostess. Oh, you're so sweet. I I feel like we need to have one once this quarantine is lifted. Just like have an early, because we're planning on doing it at the end of March every year, just as like an anniversary type of things will just always be the last weekend of March. They'll just be easier to plan. 
But I feel like after all this, we just need to have some sort of impromptu something. But that that might end up being March. So who knows? (laughs) It might. Well, that kind of reminds me of one of my many questions for you, Whitney. You are someone who is pretty well traveled. Uh, We were both in Australia like shortly after one another. So I'm curious when all this Corona business is over, where is the first place that you're like dying to go? Oh, good question. I had purchased uh, like a reservation at a couple of Airbnbs for Italy in the beginning of June. And obviously I've canceled them now. But before I knew about Corona, I had already reserved the Airbnb. I bought a candle that's supposed to be scented like the Adriatic Sea. And I put it on my vision board. So uh, I think Italy, because we have to make the vision board true, obviously. That is the place that I'm dying to go. I've never been. And I love Italian food. And the language is beautiful. And there are just so many pieces of history there that I have never even seen in a textbook i don't know jack about italy so i i need to get on duolingo for when i can travel <laughs> so that was... i'm not complete walking around like i don't know anything okay that's funny you mentioned that because for some reason every time i i'm like oh i'm gonna do duolingo it's always french and i don't know why i think just because i think it's a cool language and it it kind of is i don't know it's like what we think of as fancy but I came to the realization that I was like it's probably better to learn Italian and I keep telling myself I'm gonna start doing Duolingo uh for Italian soon but I just haven't done it but maybe this is a sign that I need to do it because I've been thinking about it forever I've been do it well I haven't currently but I did Duolingo French along with a friend um a year ago, two years ago, and I got into it, but I haven't picked it up for Italian. So yeah, maybe we should do a challenge, a Duolingo challenge. I'm into that. If there's a Formula One, well, there every year there's a Formula One race in Italy at Monza, and I should go there, and then I could be wearing all Ferrari gear like an obnoxious person and, uh, oh, Jesus. and uh, <laughs> see you there and eat some pasta or something. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I can't wait to travel again. Um, where would you guys go? Rafi? I had my heart set on... Well, first, it was going to be either Switzerland or Japan. But then my mom was saying how she's like she's never traveled. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just like buy a ticket and go. And she's like, no, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, sure you can. So let's go to Spain. And so the plan was to go to Spain like May of this year. Obviously, that... It actually fell apart before this even happened, so irregardless. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, was going to try to go to Spain this year, but now that's out of the question. So I guess I'm back on my Switzerland thing at some point. Uh, that's super close to Italy. That it is. When I was trying to go to Spain, I was trying to go to the south of Spain, and then I was like... Well, if I'm in Spain, I might as well go to Portugal. It's a short plane ride away. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be close to France, right? Might as well go to France. And then I was like planning this whole European vacation. But Lisa, where are you trying to go? I, I've i always had dreams of going to Switzerland. And I think I would just love... And also, I took so much French. I would love to go to France. But I really think anywhere. And I think being 
right now because I do love to travel so much. Like I just want to go travel places in California that I haven't been yet. Like just locally, which is like silly. Last year I went to Santa Cruz for the first time. I'm like, seriously, this is my first time being there. And there's so many beaches along the coast that I've passed through to get to like Oregon and Washington. And it's like, man, I it's all right here in my backyard. I could really be, you know, like the wine country and all these other places. But yeah, pretty much anywhere. I want to go everywhere. In the, I want to go to every state and I want to go to Canada. And then a European vacation would be amazing. The Europeans have it so lucky because they're mm-hmm. to every country. Just like Rafi said, when you go to one, you might as well go to the next one. And then right. while you're there, you know, just a short plane ride to this other one. So we, our our nation is so huge that we don't really have that luxury of easy travel. But, you know, we can't really complain at the same time because we're doing okay. I, I kind of think of it like America is or the United States is it's kind of like Europe, except we speak the same language. Because, I mean, if you're in you know, North Dakota, it's nothing like Louisiana. And if, you know, California is different from New York. So it's like kind of the same as Europe. Like if I drive a few hours in one direction, I'll be in a different state. It's not as different as it would be in Europe, but I'm trying to like tell myself to be more of a tourist here in the U.S. while we can. Obviously now is probably not the best time to do that. But <laughs> but like you well, said, now Lisa, that you're like unemployed. there's so much... Well, you can go yeah. on a road trip, but you just can't stay anywhere. <laughs> can't talk to anyone, can't see anyone, can't no, eat the food, nope. can't do anything, but I'll be there. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Lisa, there's so much stuff in California. There's a racetrack called Laguna Seca that I really want to go to, but probably now it's not a good time to do that. But there's a lot of shit that's all over the U.S. that I would love to do as yeah. well. And I want to take advantage of that. We have fa- our family trip that we go to June Lake, which is the Sierra... Uh, mountains which is kind of like on the border of california and nevada is how you're supposed to say it so we always go out to june lake and it's close to if you keep going you get to mammoth and that's where like everyone goes skiing but this place is just so cool to go fishing and and gold panning and just i don't know the kids love it so i have many many more questions for whitney i, don't I think feel like I, we could talk with her all day like seriously let's do this <laughs> she's okay. like i don't have the time no <laughs> it's fine let's let's do it all right. Okay. So recently on last week's Monday show, Allison mentioned her friend who was like her best friend for a while. And that's her friend who died in a skydiving accident. And I had a trip planned with my friends to go skydiving. And like a week or two before we were set to go, a bird hit their plane. And so they just had to like cancel all the, you know, reservations. And I kind of took it as a sign. But I've always wanted to skydive. And I believe that you have been. So. What are the pros and cons, and would you recommend it? Ooh, okay. So, yes, I went with Jacob, my partner in crime. It was probably 2016 or 2017 when we went skydiving. I can't exactly remember. And we, I tried to go twice. So, the first day, it was overcast, which is not good weather for skydiving because the plane needs to be able to locate certain features geographically. And there's rules. You have to have visibility through a certain you know thousands of feet of visibility and so we waited around at the skydive place all day to see if the clouds would kind of break up enough to get us onto the plane but they did not so that day was just kind of a waste and uh, I would say that's a con of skydiving it's very 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 much uh, weather sensitive I mean it's a pro though because 
safe they they're holding your safety at heart when they make those rules that's that's why the rules are there but it's not a good idea to go if you're like it has to be on this very specific day like i'm celebrating an anniversary on this day or it's my friend's birthday because you never know if you're going to be able to actually get on the plane that particular day or not um but once we came back the second day it was maybe a couple of weeks later and the weather was good that day so we got all suited up and the suits are pretty cool you literally sign a waiver that says it's okay if you die in the the skydiving uh, in the pursuit of skydiving so that was a little bit creepy to literally initial beside this line that says like i know i'm putting my life at risk i promise not to hold anyone liable including the pilot the company the manufacturers of the safety equipment, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to sign it before they let you on the plane. So that was kind of wild. But we got all suited up. We got into the plane. And I'm not sure if these restrictions change from state to state or if they're like nationally, this is how it's done. But the first time you skydive, you have to be with another person, an instructor. And... I was clipped to that person. So our suits are clipped together and we get clipped together in the plane. The plane itself is not fancy at all. Um, They've gutted everything from the interior in the passenger part, the pilot's area, obviously they have what they need. But in the passenger part, uh, it's just like two benches basically. And you straddle the benches And you clip yourself to the instructor who's going to be flying with you. And once you hit, I think it's 14,000 feet. I could be wrong about that, but I think it was 14,000. Of course, you have terror in your heart. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anybody who wouldn't be nervous going that high up in the sky and just thinking like, okay, I'm about to jump. It's cool. It's fine. So even though I love adventure and I was the one who wanted to go skydiving, like I was really pushing for it. um, It was incredibly nerve wracking the whole way up in the plane. But when you get to the top, um, they were like, okay, who's going to go first? Because Jacob and I were there together. And he was like, bitch, you were born first. You're (laughs) You're going out the chute first. (laughs) I was like, cool. And, I thought that I would be on the back of the instructor because they would be jumping out of the plane and I would be clipped to their back, but it was actually the opposite way. So I jumped and they were clipped to my back and you just have to push yourself off that ledge. You're staring down thousands of feet into the tops of trees and you're jumping out of a perfectly good plane, but they say one, two, three, and then they kind of push you. So even if you're not ready, you're going That makes out. me nervous just hearing you say that. Like, I, I'm not even breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nerve-wracking experience. The first minute, I don't know. I could be off on the times, but this is how it felt to me, you know? The first minute or so, you're just in complete free fall, which is absolutely bonkers because you're traveling so quickly through the air. 
And I paid a little bit extra. So a guy who was flying solo jumped out before me and then he flipped over in the air and recorded me. He had like a GoPro and uh, he was trying to capture my reactions and stuff. So the first minute of me in the free fall, I was trying to like move my arms up and wave and smile. And, you know, he's like, wave, wave. But you're, you're just so completely overwhelmed with what's happening that it's even kind of hard to manage that stuff. So for the first minute, you're adjusting to being literally falling out of the sky and interacting with this other person. The company that we use, they have the jumper, the first time jumpers wear the altimeter strap on their wrist, which is just like a watch. But instead of telling you the time, it tells you how many thousand feet you are up in the air. And when it gets to a certain number, I think it was like 8,000 feet or 7,000 feet, you pull the, I can't think of the word, but you pull to get the uh, parachute to come out. So it takes maybe like a minute to fall those 8,000 feet or 7,000 feet that you have to fall before you hit the correct level in space. And then once you pull that cord, which is a whole nother set of anxieties, because like, what if it doesn't work? What if the cord breaks? What if I do it wrong? What if I can't figure it out? But the instructor does have a backup parachute. So anyway, you pull the cord and it technically, technically comes out of the instructor's backpack since they're on your back. And then you're just floating very peacefully. 7,000 feet above the world and it's so peaceful and quiet once you pull the cord like all the adrenaline is still coursing through your body because you've just been in free fall but all there is to think about in that moment is like how lovely it is up in the sky there's I mean you can hear like birds and see the sun and clouds and the tops of trees and the the fields below and it's just quiet. It's almost meditative when you're in the uh, parachute position. But the free fall was really intense. So I'm sold. So, <laughs> great. It's great. That's I, basically the story. But when you get down to the ground, um, you there's like a complex <laughs> procedure for how to how to not break your legs. So definitely pay attention to that part of your class, Rafi, when you do it. That's the part I'm actually afraid of the most because if I'm just going to fall and splat, then there's nothing really I can do. But once like everything has gone well, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be the idiot who locks his knees or whatever and fucking breaks my femur, but hopefully not. My instructor um, had me lift my legs and kind of land on my butt actually for I don't know if it was based on the kind of ground that we were landing on or whatever I don't know um but she made that decision like 500 feet above the ground and so then I was like okay cool 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 I think I got it all right great here we go and it worked out so you should probably be fine probably be fine is a quote that I'm <laughs> just reading back just you know uh, I think you've definitely confirmed that I will never do this ever. <laughs> but I will. I would love to see a video. This video that you speak of would be really fun. Okay, I can. Um, I think it's in my office. It's probably like a minute long. I do. I have screenshots either way. I saved the screenshots to my Google Drive because my students were like, "Please let us see it. Please let us see it." Okay, that photo might be needed for the this episode. On SoundCloud. <laughs> There's one where it looks like I'm Millie rocking in the air. And that's great. 
when we were doing the BFF meetup this uh, past, was it in March? Yeah. Oh, was wow. it? February. Uh, no, Last end of February. February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren went to a baseball game with her cousin, and she sent, like on Instagram, she put a video of her dancing yes. in the bleachers, <laughs> and I told her, that looks like a dance called the Millie Rock. So, Whitney, I'll have to send you this because it was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah. But no, that brings me to another question I had. You have been doing Zoom backgrounds while you teach. I'm assuming that's what you're doing. Um I feel like this should now be one of your Zoom backgrounds. Oh, the skydive? You're the right. Skydive. It should. Yeah. Um, I will, I'll do that for tomorrow's session. That's a good idea. <laughs> Lisa, I've been dominating this show. And no, uh, but you wait. have all the questions. I just had the oh. easy part of like, hey, talk about yourself. Talk about Allison. Cool. I'll sit here. Chime in once in a while. <laughs> yeah, okay, if you have more so questions, go for it. We're getting to the hour mark, so I don't want to like take up too much of your time, Whitney. But I do want to know, for a while on Instagram, you were modeling Target Fashion. I believe it was Wild Fable. Are you going to be one of their models? Uh, what do we need to do to make this happen? And are you still buying uh, these clothes and modeling them? That is an excellent question. Um, I wish that it were happening. They pointedly ignored me and all of my um, <laughs> all of my shooting of my shot to become a model. Um, so I went to Target over the summer or in the fall, and I found this clothing line called Wild Fable, which is only sold at Target. And it just so happened that all of the clothes, I was like, these are the cutest clothes ever everything it was like it was designed for me i bought a rain jacket that is like a translucent purple color and every time i wear it i get like a thousand compliments and everybody's like where'd you get that jacket and i'm like wild fable girl go to target right now so i, I also bought this dress that was pink and brown striped it's almost like a tiger stripe or something and i took some pictures of myself in the dress and then i was like I'm posting these on Instagram and I'm going to at Wild Fable and I'm going to tell them I want to be their model and they might actually do it because there's this movement in the fashion industry to start representing like real bodies, you know, real faces. So I was like, why would they not be interested in a 32 year old teacher from Georgia who has zero, zero talent or experience in the field? So I, tr I added them in my caption for two different pictures. And then a bunch of my students and friends came under in the comments and started gassing me up and hyping me up and like at Target, at Target style, at Wild Fable. And the most that ever came of it was, I don't remember if it happened in the comments of the picture or a DM, but the woman who created the Wild Fable clothing line was like, that's so cool. Glad you love our clothes. That's basically it. That's the story of me shooting my shot to try to be a target model. Good for you for even trying that. But I was going to send you, if you want, you reminded me, would you like an avocado shirt? <laughs> we have one left. And I'm like, I need to save this for Whitney. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was on my Google Chrome. I keep the tabs open. I probably have 60 open. It was, The avocado shirt was open in a tab for like really? <laughs> At six months because I was going to buy it and wear it to the group recording. And I, then, and, and I just bought, bought out their whole supply, apparently. <laughs> the answer is yes, absolutely. Okay, I good. I shirt all the time. 
I sent one to Allison, but I don't think she's checking her PO at the moment. And I sent her one of our little like carbs that we had. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to send her a bunch of food right now. She's not going to eat. Um, but I had to give her one of the shirts. So at some point it'd be awesome to have, you know, Renee wearing it with her. And, you know, I'd like, to, since nobody ever followed up on my challenge, I know you will, Whitney. <laughs> Absolutely. It would be an honor. Yay. <laughs> Rafi, where's yours? You never gave me one. That's why I had to steal Joanna's in California and wear it for a bit. Um, the last thing I wrote down, um, which I don't think we have time for, and I don't want to put Whitney on the spot like this, but on our episode with Leanne, I asked her about how there's a lot of producer battles going on and whatnot. And because Whitney is the person who is always held up as having the best questions for Allison guests. I was like, I was like, um, I'm trying to think of a good, huh? I can't think of a great example right now, but I was like a, like a little ant trying to fight a grizzly bear or something. And I was just like, I aspire to be Whitney's level of question asking. So I was going <laughs> to challenge her to a question asking battle. Oh, shit. <laughs> just off the top of the dome. Like, Let's ask Lisa some questions and see who's got the uh, question question asking chops. But uh, that is such a ridiculous notion that uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subject anyone here to that oh. unless Whitney wants to smoke. That's really I'm I'm down. I mean, whatever. <laughs> you you doubting yourself, little Rafi? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, I am. Under the influence of one alcoholic beverage, so it's possible that this is my drunken hubris, and there I'll, I'll be flying too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. But I mean, Whitney, if you want to get it started, uh, go ahead. All right, uh, Lisa, um, tell me if you could be scented like any food. Oh, oh. what food would you choose? Oh, man. I was once told I smelled like cream corn, but I don't think I would choose that. <laughs> Garmin Bosia or cream corn? <laughs> A little bit of both. Uh, let's see. Hmm. How about I smell like tacos? That sounds good. You People, people would always want me around, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would definitely make you irresistible to many. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty deflated after that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look who to... thinks he's the best. Look who thinks he's going to try to take out the best. That's the other. <laughs> it's like him trying to compete uh, against me with Seinfeld trivia. It's like he thinks oh, wow. he has this, and then he fails. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm good at making enemies, and uh, I think I've made another today. Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, all right, Lisa. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of gonna cheat here, but. What fictional character do you see yourself as? Oh, hmm. I a mixture, definitely. I think that's why I uh, love Twin Peaks because I do feel like I'm a little bit like Laura Palmer, but I'm not as drastic as you said at the top of the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's who I'd have to say right now. Or on a more funny note, I think I'm a mixture of Elaine and George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, Lisa. What is the object from your childhood that you affixed the most emotional um, or you projected the most emotional 
connection onto like a stuffed animal or yes i had a stuffed animal it was an orange dog and i love the shit out of that thing that it was like probably about to fall apart but that was like definitely that like total 70s orange (laughs) bright orange dog that i took everywhere until cabbage patch kids came around and then that became my thing what was its name Damn it, I don't even think I know its name. I should ask my mom because I was really young. I was probably up until the age of four. That was my, I carried it everywhere. So cute. Okay, okay. <laughs> Lisa, can you tell us the story of you getting your driver's license? Oh my God. Okay, well, I like how this has turned from oh, the Whitney show until the Lisa show, but this is fun for me. Let's see, I. My mom was not very present as an as a parent at a certain point in my life. So I got, I think I purchased two cars before I ever had my driver's license. And uh, when I became a nanny in Laguna, part of my job, a huge part of my job was driving around. And my soon-to-be boss said, so you don't have your driver's license? And I said, no. She said, so don't tell my husband, but go and get it. And then you have the job. And I was 21. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was 21 when I got my driver's license, but I had been driving since I was like, I was driving before I was even 16 because I had an aunt that would have me go to the drugstore to get her Vicodins and cigarettes <laughs> when I was like 15 or 14. But um, yeah, so I bought my first car at 16. I bought my second one at like, I don't know what age. And then I had a, a third one by the time I was 21. And that's when I got it. <laughs> During any driver's license. During your driver's license test, did you have to like parallel park or like what kind of yes, tests? I did. And I think I took the minivan that I was going to be driving the kid around in. So like, I think I drove that and the guy like barely looked at me at all the entire time just was not, and I'm, I've never done this before. So I was like, okay, this is normal. He just knows you're either bad or you're good. So he didn't say anything to me the whole time. And then at the end he's like, well, you passed. I'm like, okay. So when I went in to tell the lady at the DMV, I'm like, so he said I passed, but I don't know like what my my, you know, score was or like I don't know what anything. And she's like, he told you. I'm like, he didn't say a word to me. He just said I passed, and that's it. And she just like didn't believe me, and that's all. I didn't get to hear anything else. I didn't. I don't know how I did. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> I don't know what my score was either. I tried to like look like I was trying to read it, but I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> But I was curious because he didn't say anything. So I'm like, well, I guess I did okay. Hmm. How about one more, Whitney? (laughs) All right, one more, one more. Um, Lisa, recently, what is a time that you have been very confused? And what were you confused by, either emotionally or intellectually? Oh, boy. Well, I don't want to bring the show down. But I think this whole past week has been really confusing. And I am not an emotional person. And so it broke me into that but also i've been drinking more lately and so now like when i wake up and i'm like i'm really confused about like how i'm feeling in life in general like i I can't get a good feel on like who i am right now so i'm confused about life i guess yeah loss does that yeah all right wow you guys did good for my last question lisa it's uh pretty simple would you rather Never watch Seinfeld again or never watch Twin Peaks again. Oh, geez. Wow. Oh, boy. So, voice. I feel like I know what you're going to pick and I'm going to be very disappointed. (laughs) I'm literally looking at like two pictures that are 
pictures from Twin Peaks right now that I'm like, do I give you up? Um, and then I look up and I see a Festivus for the rest of us magnet. And then I look over to the, no, what's great about both of those shows and movie is that they are running in my head all of the time. So if I had to give one up, I could pr- pretty much go back to any of it. Hmm. I would have to give up. Oh, this mean, this is like giving up the bike. I, it would be Seinfeld. I'd be getting up. Wow. Uh, rip them in half. <laughs> Such a shame. <laughs> it really is. Talking about going out on a loan out. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. uh, I think Whitney is still the pinnacle of question askers. So that's my opinion. But I don't know. People let us know in the Facebook group when this comes out who you think won the question asking <laughs> uh, battle. But I think when you could have kept going, I think you might have been spent, although you did a great job. Also, I'm not, I mean, they call this racing driver's excuses. Like after the race, you're like, oh, well, this happened and that happened. I literally forgot we were doing this, even though I asked you yesterday what time, because you texted me at like 12.03 and you're like, are you ready? And I was like, for what? And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, so I was not prepared. I feel like I'm discombobulated. Uh, like mm, I said, he I, always I has these excuses. This is my apartment. It's, it's so hot here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the shed. I'm hot AF in here with the skylight above me. Yeah, I it, when we do the the Seinfeld trivia, when he loses, there are so many excuses. So much I'm not good with battle. names. Okay, I'm not good with names. Okay, okay. I don't believe questions had anything to do with names, but whatever. You know. Oh, they do. Who is the Velvet Fog? How the fuck okay. would I know that? Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, into lounge singers from the 60s and 70s. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it on the Velvet Fog. Now, Whitney, thank you so much for being on and spending time with us today because it really lifts my spirits to be talking to any Allison people, especially you. Oh, you're welcome. It was really fun. Thanks for having me on. And well, let's get your brother on here. And I just, I would love to have more of these. Thank you for being a fans because it's fun to get to know everybody and it's fun to have one-on-ones and just joke and yeah it's great so if anybody wants to email me bfncast at gmail.com my uh my calendar is pretty fucking open right now so let's do this <laughs> follow the show on twitter at bfncast follow me at bff lisa lowry and whitney where can we find you oh even though i don't want my students to find me on twitter you can find me on twitter at whitney neil n-e-i-l and then you can find me on instagram at whitney.chandler awesome and the facebook group of course uh, little rafe um where can we don't find bother. you follow whitney well, <laughs> that's a that's a better bet tweet at target and say at yes. wild fable hire uh, at yes. whitney that's it and that's it i like that all right well this has been fun run bitches <laughs> run bitch run bitch <laughs> bffs run bitch i heard she eat one crack a day i heard the bitch was married to tim and started fucking with trina i heard the bitch got hit by three zebras and a monkey I can't stand a bitch nowhere. When I walk up in the peas, I ain't gotta eat speed. I'm a bad man, my jumper got them, motherfucker, you ain't gotta like me. Hey, stunning these hoes. Need to talk what you know. And stop talking about who I'm sticking and licking, just mad at ain't chose. I know y'all pull, y'all pull. Y'all job just hanging up close. Step to me, get burnt like toast. Motherfuckers, adios, amigos. I, I, pose, pose. I don't brag, I mostly pose.
Him in mind, no one gave a shit. No one he could rap, no one lit the hand. So he went about his business and devised a plan. Made a CD, then he hit the block. 50,000 souls, seven dollars a pop. Hold a foe, uh, three years later. Stepped out the swamp with ten and a half haters. Now all around the world on the microphone. He leave the booth smelling like Burberry cologne. Still riding chrome. Got bitches in the kitchen, never home alone. And he's on the grind. Please let me know if he's on your mind. And respect to Kimmy. Notice Chris, I look loud like Kimmy. These rumors, I got a headache and it's not a tumor. Get up on my lap, keep my head tucked tight. Spray so I never let the bed bug bite. I'm hard to the core, core to the right. Jump down, turn around, pick up helicopter.